Welcome to the Mosaic Church Podcast, where we share with you the message of hope and love that lies at the core of the Christian faith. Our weekly sermons delve into the teachings of the Bible and how they can impact our daily lives, inspiring us to journey together towards a deeper understanding of God's infinite love. Join our community of believers as we embrace the power of faith and embark on a transformative spiritual journey. Mosaic Church in Mableton, Georgia exists to lead people to an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ to help them change the world. Now, please enjoy this message from Pastor Broderick Santiago, lead pastor of Mosaic Church. This is the first time we're doing this series. Every, you know, a lot of churches do a summer series, uh, either at the movies or God on film. And so I says, you know what? Let's try it. Let's have some fun because this last series I did, which was six weeks long, it was very deep. You know, really pressed beyond the surface. So I said, let's lighten it up a little bit. Let's have a little fun, but still preach some very important biblical facts here. Um, today, um, I want us to open this, this, this series with my favorite movie, Star Wars. My favorite series, Star Wars. And Star Wars are so good because, because watch this, it's, it's what an epically wonderful storyline, watch this, of good versus evil. Uh, uh, the dark and the light. Good guy versus bad guy. The hero versus the villain. The imperial forces against the rebel alliance. Ooh, it's just so good. It's just wonderful. And, and, and God knows how much I love Star Wars because every year, every year for the past three years, including this year, like they release a new Star Wars movie on my birthday. Yeah. God says, I love you so much, son. And I know how much you love Star Wars that every year. On your birthday, we release a new one. Last year, it was December 16th. That's my birthday. The year before that, it came out like three days before my birthday. This year, it's like a day or two after my birthday. God, listen, favor ain't fair. I just want to say that, but God loves me so much. He let Star Wars come out on my birthday. I'm just kidding. The interesting thing about Star Wars is I don't know enough about George Lucas to know what he believes I don't know if he believes in God. I don't, I don't know if he, if he sought biblical or religious consultation as he was writing uh, this wonderful series. I, I just don't know where his faith lies. But what I do know is somehow, some way in his writing and putting this thing together, it like lines up very, very well with the Bible. It, 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 it lines up very well because if we just take it from the, the, the summary level, what I just told you, the dark side versus the light. You, you, you got the, the empire versus the rebel forces and, and the empire wants to oppress the people. They want power, but they, it's oppressive power. Where, 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 whereas the, the rebel forces, the rebel alliance, they, they, want, they want to provide freedom, a, a good life, a peaceful life for all people. And so there's this battle between these two sides, right, for power. One wants it evil and oppressive. The other one wants freedom. And, and if, I, if I could be honest, it's kind of like our life now, right? Our life in this world, we, we, you know, we're battling 
what we can call the dark side, and the dark side wants power. Uh, and, and the power that the dark side has over us is a three-letter word called sin. Right? So, so oftentimes, uh, you know, and, and, and all sin is looked at the same way, whether it's lying, stealing, right? Whether it's struggling with certain addictions. Sin is sin, but it's all dark. And God calls us to be light. I'm, I'm going to preach about that in just a second here. And, and if you look at the correlation, uh, everything that is dark, everything that is sinister, it takes us further away from, from the light that God has called us to be. Right? All, all of these dark things, like, like, the, like the dark side, right, that we talk about with Darth Vader and his crew. They want to be oppressive, and sin can be oppressive. We can find ourselves trapped and, 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 and incarcerated by sin. Darkness holds us captive. But then there's this freedom that's found in God, and, and, and we're going to talk about that. We're going we're gonna to get to that. I want to read from the book of Ephesians chapter 6, and that's what's going to kind of lead today's message. Ephesians 6, uh, chapter, uh, verse 10 through 12, I'm going to start there, but we're going to read actually all of verse 10 through 17 uh, uh, as we go through this whole thing here. I'll be reading the New Living Translation, and it says this, a final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. I got to say that again because this, this is one of the most important things you're going to hear me say in this whole thing. A final word. This is Paul writing to the church in Ephesus. A final word. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's, God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil for we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world against mighty powers in where this dark world the dark side and against evil spirits in the heavenly places put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil that's our enemies telling you who the enemy is. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. A lot of us miss that. There are three different battles that are going on here. We're fighting against the evilness in the world, and in in, we're fighting against in, in, in evilness in the unseen world. We're fighting against evilness in heavenly places. If you recall in our last series, I talked about Job. And, and, and who tempted Job? It was the devil. Where was the devil at when he got permission or authority to tempt Job? Where was he at? He was in heaven. So there's a battle right now in heaven. And it's for your soul. Right now. It's who's going to control your soul? Who's going to have the final say-so in your life? Who are you going to give allegiance to? See, that's what the force was all. That's what this whole Star Wars thing was about. 
Who are you going to pledge your allegiance to? Are you going to, are you going to join with, with, with the dark side and, and, and wear the little white suit and, 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 and join those people with stormtroopers and all? Or are you going to join the forces here and enjoy the freedom? There's no gray area in life, y'all. Just, I just want to say that. You know, we often say, if God be for me, then who can be against me? And God is saying, if you're not with me, then you're not with me. Who are you with? You're not out there by yourself. If you're not with God, who are you with? There's no gray area. I'm in, I'm just somewhere in the middle. I'm, I'm with God, but I will never claim the devil. The thing is, if you're not with God, that's who you're with. It got quiet in here. Because that's the truth that none of us want to deal with. There's only two sides. You can read your Bible from the index to the maps and you will see there's only two sides. Even if you're not a believer, you will know that there's only two sides. There's good. There's evil. There's the dark. There's the light. There's God. (laughs) And then there's the devil. There's heaven. And then there's hell. And I won't say all all non-believers believe this, but most non-believers believe that there is something greater than what is here. Even scientists have to, uh, uh, even scientists and their scientific studies will say that there's something greater, but they like to give credit to science instead of giving it to God. And in Star Wars, there's this similar battle. Who will you pledge your allegiance to? Which side will you take? Because at the end of the day, there is no gray. There is no middle ground. You, there's no such thing as neutral in this battle. There's no such thing as I'm just going to play neutral. There's no such thing as that. God says, you know, you all, you know, we always say if God be for me, who can be against me? God is saying, I can be for you if you're for me. <laughs> I, 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 can be, I can root for you. I can cheer for you if you'd only just choose me. I'll wait. He's such a patient God. He's such a loving God. I, but I know y'all, y'all came to hear more about Star Wars, so let me help y'all out a little bit, y'all. Y'all got your popcorn. Talk more about the Star Wars thing, Pastor B. I like that. Okay, okay. I'll do a little bit of that. The good scene, the good side, according to Star Wars, was the Republic, the Order. Okay? And the Order was headquartered in this place, a political epicenter, if you will. Sort of like the United States of America. I'm not going to go there. And, 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 and they reign uh, galaxies where thousands of Jedi Knights studied. So, so if we can look at that, I would say the Jedi Knights would be those who call themselves Christians. Okay? The Jedi Knights would be those who say, I'm a, I've given my life to God. I, I, today I've surrendered my life to you. I'm a Christian. I love you. I'm, I'm a part of the, the, the Jedi Knights because I'm a Christian now. So, and I'm a part, because I'm a Christian, I'm a part of the Republic. Okay? So, so, so that's who we are. That's our position here. Now, now here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. In this battle for control, There are all these great weapons in Star Wars. If you ever watch it, it's constantly, you see these flying machines, which I think I have one here, and you see them shooting, and you see all of these battles going on. But do you notice that the greatest battle in all of the scenes is between just two people? 
all day long, people are getting killed on both sides, left and right, left and right. But the storyline always comes to the point where it's a mano in mano match, man to man, you and me, fist to fist. Who's going to win between the two? And it's their leader. It's the Jedi, the master Jedi Knight, or who? Darth Vader. All the time. That's the battle. That's the greatest battle. And I want to tell you, our battle with the enemy, it does happen in a group setting. It does happen corporately. But our greatest battle happens mano in mano. Us against the devil. Because guess what? You're not with a group of people 24-7. There are times where you are alone and that's when the enemy begins to tell you lies in your ears. There are times when you're alone when you know what you struggle with and nobody's there to say, I I I wouldn't do that if I were you. And the enemy is like, come on, you know you want this. Come on, you know you like this. Come over to the dark side. Don't believe everything. What, What Like the snake said to Eve, did they really say that? Did God really say don't eat the fruit? <laughs> and that's what the enemy says. He lets us play this line to, to stray this line. He said, is that really sin? There's kids here, so I'm not going to go where I really want to go. But we play that line all the time. We stay on this thin line about, is that really sin? Well, I don't really do this, but I do that. That's not really sin, is it? If you have to ask yourself that question, let me answer it for you. It's sin. If you have to say, was that a sin? Yeah, it was. If you're asking yourself that question, it is a sin. It's very simple. It's very simple. There's no, there's no gray area there. So, so let me tell you about how these wars are fought. So you get down and it's mano in mano. Do you know how you fight the enemy mano in mano? Do you know how you fight the enemy mano in mano? Well, in Star Wars, the mano in mano fights, the hand to hand, the fist to fist, the, the one-on-one confrontations happen with this thing called a lightsaber. Okay, y'all may not know what I'm talking about. So, uh, you know, it looks something like this. Oh, all right, that's better, right? Yeah, I, I, listen, I'm a fan. I'm just saying, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. No, it's daddy's. I'm the Jedi. She's saying it's my son's. He's not a Jedi Knight. I am. But it is his. But nonetheless, they use this thing called a lightsaber. That's what they use. They use this thing called a lightsaber. But the whole time as a kid, well, early on as a kid, I would say, oh, man, Darth Vader has a lightsaber. And he doesn't. He never had a lightsaber. We always say, oh, Darth. No, his thing is called a dark saber. In case you didn't know that. That's free for those who didn't know that. It's not a lightsaber. I thought it was growing up. Darth Vader has a lightsaber, too. He has a dark saber. That's exactly what it's called. So this is their weapon of choice. Now, who kills who with this decides who's the winner in the end of these movies, which we know that, you know, it took a while for Darth Vader to die. I mean, like they just mix the episodes up. You're like, is he dead? Is he really dead? Is he Luke's daddy? I don't Oh, forget it. Let's just fight. Right. And we would all watch these movies and they didn't have these fancy gadgets when I was growing up. So we would just take like a newspaper and roll it up and we'd go outside. We watch Darth Vader. We watch uh, uh, Star Wars. We go out there. Eh, 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 eh. Oh, you got me and fall on the floor. You know, we just go out there having our little sword fights with this. But do you know what the lightsaber is for for Christians? I'll tell you. Somebody said it. Y'all must be reading the Bible. I want y'all to meet me down in Ephesians 6, 
Okay? And let's go down to start at verse 13. And it says this. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil, which is every day for the record. Then after the battle, you will stand, you will still be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness for shoes put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Our lightsaber (laughs) is the word of God. But this is the part we overlook. And this is the part we're going to talk about for just a few minutes and then we'll be gone. I promise you. This is the sword of the spirit. I'll say that again. This is the sword of the spirit. In other words, without the spirit, though you can read the word, you could memorize the word, know it backwards and forth. But without the addition and the power of the spirit, your sword could be useless. We've seen Star Wars, right? And, and we've seen, it didn't always start out in the movie where Luke was winning the battles all the time. He got defeated several times. Like he got his behind handed to him. If we could be real. He was like, oh man, I'm just not getting it. I'm not getting it, Yoda. Help me, Yoda. Y'all remember Yoda? That's how you say it. You don't say Yoda. It's Yoda. You got to say Yoda. It's a language, Yoda. We're not getting it, Yoda. Okay, that's the way I see But he would have his behind handed to him. He would be beaten a couple times. And then if you watch this, this The Force Awakens, I mean, the brother got killed. Trying to use the lightsaber in the end. And it was, and it was a young lady, the sister who, who had to come and, 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 and save things and, and was fighting, uh, I forget his name, but you know, y'all saw it. She had to save, save, save things with the, with, the, with the lightsaber. So here's the thing. This is the sword of the spirit. In other words, without the spirit, it's almost rendered useless. Let's read a little bit more here. Join me over in the book of John chapter 10, verse 10. Let's talk about this enemy. Then I'm going to tell you how we defeat him. John 10, 10 says this. The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Darth Vader's purpose in, the, in, in Star Wars was to steal people from their comfortable lifestyles and bring him to his side, the dark side. To kill all of the joy that they had in their freedom and being a part of, 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 of the rebellion and, and, and bring them over to the dark side. The devil's job, his whole mission is to steal 
you from all the goodness to steal you from what you know is good and righteous to steal you from the grips of God and bring you over to his side. We read this thing, we think like, oh, he just wants to kill us. No, the devil ain't trying to kill you. He needs you. He needs you as a part of his army. But what he is trying to kill is your family. This is why the divorce rate is so high. What he is trying to kill is your reputation. What he is trying to kill is your freedom in finances. What he is trying to kill is your hope. His job is to steal. He is the thief. Kill and destroy. He wants to destroy any good thought you have about God. He wants to destroy any hope that you have in a father who left us with a promise that he would never leave nor forsake us. He wants to destroy all of the goodness that you know about your God. He wants you to fall into the abyss of depression which is on the dark side. He wants you to fall to sin. The enemy wants to steal, kill, and destroy any hopes of you understanding that all you need is God. He wants to kill any thought of you dreaming about a better life. He wants to kill any thought of you doing better for your next generation and for generations to come. That is his job. But the only way he can do that is that you have to be alive. He don't want, listen, the enemy don't want dead people. He wants you just dead spiritually. <laughs> I like the way that sound. He don't want you dead physically. He wants you dead spiritually so that he can be your puppet master. That's what Darth Vader wanted. He wanted people to be dead spiritually so that he can keep them oppressed and serving with them. Serving on the dark side. And that's the same thing the enemy wants. Let me go to another scripture and then we're going to give you a few things and we're going to get out of here. First Peter, verse 5 and 8. 1 Peter, verses 5 and 8, says this. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. They tell you who your enemy is. You don't have to guess. It's not your neighbor. It's not that co-worker that be giving you the side eye. No, no, no. That's not your enemy. It's not, the, it's not, it's not somebody who, who's a part of a different uh, uh, religion. It's not, it's not somebody who doesn't uh, vote the same way you vote. That's not your enemy. We've got it twisted. Your enemy is playing right here in scripture, the devil. Now, I know that some of those people may seem devilish, but they're not the devil. They may have some evilness about them, but they are not the devil. The devil, he prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Be alert. You know what's so crazy about that? I think that right now, if we were outside or at a park hanging out and we saw, we heard the sound of a roaring lion, nobody, nobody in this room would stick around. We'd all run. Like, yo, that sounds like a lion. We'd all run. Maybe a couple of y'all would be curious. Like, was that really a lion? <laughs> but the vast majority of us, we're not going to stick around to find out. We'll watch the news later on to see. Maybe social media have it. We'll go, you know, to, to one of the, the websites and see. Okay. This scripture is funny to me because I watch National Geographic and I've never seen a lion that's hunting for prey roar and say, I'm here, I'm going to eat. Have you? No, the lion, the lioness, to be honest, because those are the hunters, they're low. They're quiet. They sneak up on you. 
And then they jump and pounce on you before you even know it. And this scripture says, be careful, be alert, because the devil is like a roaring lion. You know why that's funny? He's saying that you know that you know the enemy is coming, but you still stay there and submit to him. You know he's here, but you stick around and say, what was that? (laughs) Did you hear that noise? Let's go investigate. Y'all seen spooky movies where that happened? What was that noise? I don't know. Let's go see. And they'd be dead. (laughs) What was that noise? I don't know. I don't care. Let's not find out. Let's go. Let's talk about it while we're running. You ever been somewhere and people just start running and you just start running with them? Don't even know why. Somebody just start running like, what happened? What was going on? I don't know. I just felt like running. Y'all know. <laughs> you don't even know what's going on. You just run. But what he's saying in the scripture is that the devil is so obvious. The devil is so loud. But yet we still follow after his best. He ain't even trying to hide the fact that he's trying to steal you. He puts those things in front of you that you enjoy, that you know are not right or good for you. And you say, well, nobody don't know but, 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 but me. And you do them. That's sin. The devil puts these things right in front of you knowing that you, you're not going to resist it. He's not creeping around and prowling like a real lion would. He's loud about it. But yet we're like, oh, oh was it really the devil? Yes, it was the devil. That's why you feel bad afterward. I knew I wouldn't get no amens. Maybe, maybe that's just me. This is why you don't feel good about it later on. This is why you're asking for prayer later on. This is why you said, Father, forgive me later on, because you knew it wasn't right in the first place. You knew it was sin. You knew it was the devil. You knew it was because he was roaring loud and you heard it, but you're like, ain't nobody going to know this one time. Yeah, I'm just going to do this one. I, this is my last time, I promise you. My last time going on that website. My last time going to that club. Last time going to see who I shouldn't be seeing in the first place. My last time taking a puff of this illegal substance. My last time, I'm not going to do no more after this. But you said that two years ago. You said that three years ago. You said that two weeks ago. You keep saying that and God is saying, you know the enemy's coming, but why aren't you listening? He's not trying to sneak up on you. He's letting you know who he is. But you're not resisting. When Darth Vader comes, the music changes in the movie. I am your father. Okay, I don't have the James Earl thing down, but y'all get it, right? Huh? (laughs) You know it's coming. They know Darth Vader is coming when they see, you know, they know it in the movies. They see all this darkness is getting ready to happen. It's dark. But they still like, I'd rather go there. I feel safer with Darth Vader. He's the boogeyman. He's scary. And I'm saying to myself, yeah, but you got a whole army of Jedi's, right? And, and, and if I'm, if you, okay, okay, I know it's just a movie, but I just like to think crazy sometimes. But I'm saying, remember what happened in the last movie? Why y'all joined them in this movie? Didn't y'all see the, all right, anyway, y'all get what I'm saying? They still join them. They see that he has lost battle after battle. They've been defeated after, you know, all these, all these times when people still say, I, I trust the evil side a little bit better. 
And we do the same thing. It's just easier to sin than it is to be righteous. That's a fallacy. It's a huge fallacy. I feel better when I do righteous stuff. I feel better when I bless somebody. I feel better when I'm selfless and not selfish. I feel better when I'm operating under righteousness and and not wrongdoing. It's much easier. It's much easier to do what is right than it is to do what's wrong. But we don't let the enemy tell us, oh, it's so easy to just do what's wrong. Really? So you like the way you feel? Do you know that every time you do something wrong, there's a consequence? A bad consequence. A bad consequence. Think about it. Let's talk about drug use. Tell me something good besides that five-minute high. Nothing. You, you, you Guess what you get out of it? Addiction. Watching those websites. Tell me what you get out of it. Two seconds of joy. Two, three, some of y'all maybe four seconds if you, you know. And then after that, what happens? Now you're addicted to it. You're sneaking, looking at these websites with, with kids in the other room. Looking at these websites on your job and getting fired. I hope I ain't talking about it here because it ain't got quiet. <laughs> Spending money you shouldn't have. You knew doggone well you didn't have it. That's why you used your credit card. Shh. Don't talk back now. I'm not trying to beat you up. I'm trying to keep you on the light side. I'm trying to keep you away from the dark side. I'm trying to keep you away from the enemy who wants to steal, kill, and destroy. I'm trying to keep you away from, from bad habits that steal, kill, and destroy all of the goodness God has placed in you. I said earlier while I was praying, God's thoughts of us outnumber the grains of sand. I dare you, since it's still summer, that you go to the beach. And if you can't make it to the beach, just go to Home Depot and then reach down in a little sand thing and grab some and look in your hand and say, whoa, just in this small amount of my hand, God's thoughts of me are more than every grain of sand on the earth. That's a God that loves you. His thoughts of us outnumber, outnumber the grains of sand. But we choose the enemy who thinks of us for the moment that he can get us. Here's what I want to share with you. The Bible says, arm yourself with all of God's armor. So let's break that down. What does that look like? We won't be much longer, I promise you. Notice that the armor of God serves as a covering or protection. Watch this. Let's start with the belt. The belt holds the armor together. It's also the place where you would put your weapon. The belt holds the armor together. It serves, it's the one thing, so you got all this armor you're putting on, but it's the belt that holds it together, and it's the place where you put your weapon. The shoes cover your feet. And the thing is, it says, to put, it says put on shoes as peace. And that's, the good, that's good news for somebody, because the peace is the good news. Knowing that God will not leave nor forsake you. Knowing that the fight is fixed in the end we win. Just like in Star Wars, every battle, the, the, the good side wins. Everyone. Every single one. Every single one. I haven't watched those little episodes in between. I just, that's not the real stuff. I don't want to hear about, that's like a soap opera. I like to watch the real stuff. All that have to do with the dark versus the light. I don't like the little story stuff. But hear me. He says, put on, put on peace for your shoes. Why? Because knowing every step you take, you can walk in the comfort of knowing 
that God is with you. That every step you take, even if you detour and go off the wrong path, you still can be detoured back and recalibrated to the right path. Every step you take should give you peace, knowing that God is with you. There is nothing. He says, listen, listen. What God has brought together, let nothing put asunder. He says, he said, he says, the weapons that will form against you will not be successful. He says, I, I, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He says, you are the head and not the tail. So no matter what's going on, I can walk knowing that I have peace because my God is with me. I may be walking on hills. I may be walking on rocky roads. I may be walking in valleys at times, but I can still walk in peace knowing that my God is with me. He is not a man that he should lie. He makes promises, but here's the best part, baby. He keeps them. Yeah. He said, put on peace as your shoes. Why? Because no matter where you go, you can have comfort in knowing I got you. Then he says, watch this, watch this. Then he says this, he says this. He says, he says, and then carry a shield. He says, and also use the shield. Use the shield. Well, well, okay, so the shoes cover my feet and they give me peace and give me comfort. The shield, well, it deflects anything the enemy throws our way. He says, and he says it here, to block the fiery arrows of the devil. So anything the enemy throws my way, it can be blocked. Anything the enemy throws my way, I can block with my shield. He can throw it, I can block it. I can also go combat, man to man, mano in mano with the devil with the shield. If you watch, now I love gladiator movies like that. So they used to have this move I saw in the gladiator movie where he had the shield and they shortened it. Oh, matter of fact, let me go here. Let's go Shaka Zulu. Y'all may not know Shaka Zulu. Anyway, Shaka Zulu, he, he, he shortened his shield. If you ever saw this movie, he shortened his spear. It's an African movie. Young man like, Shaka Zulu, who that? What, what, where, what school he go to? <laughs> no, no, not that Shaka. But Shaka Zulu, African, uh, African king. So he shortened his spear. He, he made the shield longer. And he taught them a new combat movie. That when you go hand-to-hand combat, you hit them with the shield, lift up, take your spear, and... And get them. So the shield not only deflects, but the shield is also something we use in hand-to-hand combat to hit, push their shield up, and get them. And that's what we use for the enemy. With our shield, he may throw some stuff at us, but it also serves as an offensive tool to use to attack the enemy, throw his shield up, and get him. Y'all don't know nothing about this military stuff. Let's, let's go down. The helmet. It protects blunt force trauma to the head. So let me explain that. It protects blunt force trauma to the head. He said, put on a helmet of your salvation. It protects blunt force trauma to the head. In other words, the devil may try to beat you up with lies. The devil may try to remind you of your past. The devil may try to hit you in your head about the struggles you're going through. He may remind you that you're not qualified. He may remind you that you are less than what, what, what you think you are. He may say some things that you about you that are not true, and that's protecting you, the salvation, from blunt force trauma. Because the minute you believe it, that's blunt force trauma to your head, and you start accepting the fact, I am not good enough. You're right. Why am I applying for this job? I am not good enough. Why am I asking this girl out? I am not good enough. Who do I think I am trying to apply for a loan for a house? I am not good enough. This is why I'm not applying to go back to school. I am not good enough. I could never qualify for that job. This is what the enemy says because what he's done is taking it, bam, and giving you blunt force trauma. Why? Because you forgot about your helmet of salvation. 
The minute you accepted God in your life, the minute you said, yes, Jesus, the minute you raised your hand and received salvation, you are protected. You can never, nobody can ever take salvation away from you. But what you've got to do is arm yourself in remembering what's over your head. You are covered with the grace of salvation. And the minute you remember that, the devil can't tell you nothing. The minute you remember that you walk in a job saying, I know I'm not qualified, but my God is. Here's my application. And don't get surprised when they call you back. Expect it. Because we walk around like we don't serve a God who can do the impossible. We walk around like God is this tall. We walk around like he's genie. Lord, I want, I want, I, 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 I just want, I just want a little bit more. That's all I need. God is saying, am I that small to you? Do you want a little bit more? Do you know that I have greater info in store for you? I have so much more in store for you. Why you ask? Dude, I'm God. Ask me something real. We gonna, I'm not going to get into this later on. I'm, I mean, I'm going to get into this later on. Thir- third week. Y'all got to be here because it's all going to be about prayer. And I'm going to talk to y'all about that in detail. But God is saying, listen. I gave you salvation. Don't believe what the enemy says. Here's the part we're going to focus on real quick and then we're out. He says, the weapon, watch this. But then the sword serves as a defensive and offensive weapon to ultimately kill the enemy. So we got all this stuff to protect us. We got all this stuff to help us fight the battle. But we don't have something to kill the enemy, right? So if I use that shield example, I block the devil. I lift his sword up, but I don't have nothing to attack him with. I don't got no stone. I don't have no knot. I have to have a weapon. I've got to counterattack. That's what the word is. That's what this word is. But this word is like the force. If you know the force, sometimes the lightsaber could be over here. And the enemy would have Luke down. And he'd be like, I can't get to my sword. I can't, I can't get to my sword. The force. And he starts doing it. Ain't no magic trick going to happen, so don't be waiting for it. <laughs> y'all, 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 y'all looking too tight. No, I ain't, it's not going to come. We imagine it here. I ain't, I ain't gifted like that. But he's saying the force, the force, the force, the force, the force brings the weapon to him when he's down. The force is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit brings the weapon when you're down. The Holy Spirit gives you words when you don't know what to say. The Holy Spirit gives you strength that you don't know you have. The Holy Spirit gives you wisdom that you didn't know you possess. The Holy Spirit gives you strategy that you aren't even aware of. The Holy Spirit gives you the power in this word. You can memorize it from the index to the maps. But without the Holy Spirit, you won't understand his powers. And what made Luke Skywalker and all of these master Jedi so good, so wonderful, was the force. Because Luke and all these other Jedi were good. They were okay. They were doing their thing with the lightsaber. But when push came to shove, it was the force that gave them the victory. And some of y'all can quote scriptures better than pastor right here. But the difference that separates me and you is that I know the power of the spirit. 
I know to call upon the force. I may not know all the scripture you know, <laughs> but I know the force, which is the Holy Spirit. So sometimes when I can't get to this, I just call out to the Holy Spirit. I'm weak. I need your strength. I'm lost for words. Give me something to speak. I need you now because right now I can't make it on my own. The force is the dividing factor. See, the dark side doesn't have a force like we have. Their force is weak compared to ours. They win all the way up until the point we use the force. That is our secret weapon. Watch this. I love what Obi-Wan Kenobi says. Yes, I'm quoting Obi-Wan Kenobi in church. He says this. Well, the force is what gives a Jedi his power. It is an energy field created by all living things. It surrounds us and penetrates us. It binds the galaxy together. The Holy Spirit does exactly that. God in three persons. God the Father. God the Son. God the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not a it. It's a him. It is God. The Holy Spirit, he is God. He is God. And when you got into the point where you can't do it on your own, you call upon him. Sometimes I tell people all the time, and I'm, I'm, I'm done right here. Worship team, you can come. Some of us in this room feel like we're fighting a losing battle. I'm serious. Some of us in this room feel today I'm fighting a losing battle. I try, I try, I try, and I try, but it don't seem like I'm making any traction. I try, I try, I try, but I'm not getting anywhere fast. I keep on trying, and I want to tell you, you are fighting a losing battle because you are fighting it. You need to stop fighting that battle and start winning because the fight is already fixed. Let the Holy Spirit fight the battle for you. You're not strong enough to fight the battle yourself. This is why we have to rely on the force, which is the Holy Spirit. I tell people all the time, you don't know God is all you need until he's all you have. We need to stop looking at God as our last resort. And he needs to be our only option. Thank you for joining us today. Our prayer is that Pastor B said something that moves you closer to Jesus. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, we would like to invite you to follow us on social media at Mosaic Mableton and visit us on our website at wearemosaicchurch.org. You can learn more information about our church, ways to support our ministry through financial donations, stay updated on upcoming events, and find resources to support your spiritual journey. We would be delighted to welcome you in person on Sunday mornings to worship and connect with others. Our doors are always open to those seeking a place to grow and explore their faith. Thanks for tuning in and may God bless you on your spiritual journey.